Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. We've told you about the raging bird flu pandemic across the Americas with the avian influenza pandemic. And they've killed, I don't know, 2.8 million birds or more, uh, mostly chickens and turkeys going on. But now we have uh, where the bird flu has jumped the pond. Now, usually they go in the other direction. The pond is coming our way. But this time the bird flu is going the other side of the pond. Uh, Free range eggs are out. Barn eggs are in. The UK is experiencing its largest ever outbreak of avian influenza. And the government now is requiring all bird, owner, bird owners, from farmers to falconers, to keep, keep their animals indoors and follow safety protocols to stop the spread. As a result, free-range eggs are no longer available in the country they have been relabeled as barn eggs dry your eyes welcome to chewing the fat (laughs) right okay as you know uh, if you're listening live it is the 23rd of march 2022 wednesday i come in early on wednesdays i come in extra early to the studios because I do a Chewing the Fat segment on Pat Unleashed. Okay? The morning show that airs 6 to 8 Central, 7 to 9 Eastern, and whatever, 10 to midnight Australia time. No, that's right. I know it's right. Don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. 10 p.m. to midnight Sydney, Australia time. Telling you. Look it up. Anyway, so this morning... This morning, I'm I'm leaving the house, and I'm in the driveway. That's garage door open. Cars parked in the driveway. Because, I mean, there's no there's no such thing as parking in the garage at the Fisher House. Uh, the garage is the storage unit. So, I, and I'm standing in the driveway, and I look across the street, and there's a possum staring at me in the yard across the street. Okay, so then I'm like, oh, a possum across the street. Then he starts walking toward me, possibly running. I don't, I can't tell if a possum is. I mean, it could, for a possum, he may have been running. I just know he was coming toward me, and I thought, "You son of a!" So I took a picture with the flash. I made sure I had the flash on, so I try to, you know, say, "Hey, human here!" It didn't stop him. He kept coming. And then I take another picture, which I was getting a little nervous. You can see it's blurry. I'm holding it up now. You can see where it's kind of blurry because he was getting closer to me and the car, and I don't want to get in my car. And close, get in my car and close the door and then close the garage door because he's coming up underneath my car. I'm figuring he's going to take off into the garage. Now I got a whole other set of problems. So I stand outside my car and then I, I realize still has my baseball bat just inside the garage door. So I ran in. I ran in. Okay. So I walked real fast and I grabbed the, the, the baseball bat and I started banging it on the driveway. I bang it on the tires. No, not now. You're not going this way. And then as I'm banging it, I, you know, open up my car door and I reach in and I close the garage door and make sure that that, the possum that was on the attack is not going to get into the garage or come out after me. 
on my side of the car because I was worried standing there reaching into the car for the garage door opener. I thought, you know, he'd come up from underneath. <sighs> Possum attack from underneath. It uh, could have happened. Could have happened. And so then, I, you know, after that, after the garage door was closed, you know, then I, I hop in the car, close the door, and I'm thinking, okay, well, so if he's, you know, frozen, waiting to attack underneath my car, I'm going to, you know, I start the old car up. Never know. Could have possum guts everywhere. But I took a chance. And I did not have possum guts everywhere. And I backed up and he was gone. So I don't know what happened, but if you're you're in Fort Worth, Texas, there's a wild possum out there that is on the prowl and possibly attacking humans. I, you know, you're welcome for the warning. And don't even start with me with your little possums don't attack. They they play dead. That's what they're known for. Well, not at four o'clock in the morning. That's their that's their prime time. That's when they're out scavenging, man. He was ready to attack me. Don't it's not funny. I've said all along on this show how animals were gonna attack because of the, throughout the pandemic, which we're still in, by the way. I know all of you think that the pandemic is over, but I have not seen a declaration from the WHO that we are out of the pandemic. And, I mean, we talked about, I mean, Di- China is raging again with uh, COVID. They're shutting down Disney. They're shutting down cities. So, I mean, possums are on the attack because of it, okay? Animals are on the attack because of it. And I've got, oh, we, i got to do the monkey story. Hold on. Yeah, these two monkeys have been captured by authorities Now, this was in India. This was not here in the U.S. Because they killed around 250 dogs in revenge attacks following the death of a baby monkey. So, I mean, monkeys are on the attack now. And that's why I was a little concerned about the... I've had this in the the fat pile. And that's why I was a little concerned about the possum. So, officials with the forest department in india said that the monkeys were trapped on sunday and released back into their natural habitat that's where they were to begin with the two monkeys involved in the killing of many puppies many puppies uh okay yeah they're killing dogs all right so the puppies uh don't get any food or what so what the monkeys do all right, they're pissed at the dogs, and they're pissed that their baby monkey died. So they grab the puppy, and they place him high up into the tree. They carry him up into the trees and just leave him there. And so the monkey's up in the, or the dog is up in the tree. He doesn't know what to do. He's left there without food or water, so that the only thing he does is fall off and die. <laughs> they have analyzed all kinds of video. They believe uh, 15,000 episodes of aggression can be found. And they believe that these monkeys tracked their associates that cover, that break up for revenge. So do not mess with these monkeys in India and really anywhere. Don't mess with them, which is uh, just another reason I've had this story in the fat pile. And that I was thinking about that when the possum was crossing the road right at me it was a little a little concern now i didn't have anything to do with any baby possums or uh, maybe you know i wasn't that i knew of i wasn't between this possum and baby possum so it wasn't like a mama possum attack 
I was just concerned that this one was going to attack me. It could have happened. Could have been this possum. I could have been a revenge attack by this possum in Fort Worth. Could have been. Okay, back to the possum for just a second. All right? Because now I'm thinking that perhaps I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the whole thing now that, now that I'm calmed down and I'm not under attack from this possum. And there's a couple of things that could have actually been the case. All right? Maybe I should have been scared at what the possum was running from. I didn't think about that. I could be dead from a giant attack coyote. I don't know. But the coyotes are probably, they're eating the rabbits in the neighborhood. That's why they're around. They're fine. Plenty of rabbits. Now, the other thing is, No, I was waiting for you to be done. I'll get back to my show. <laughs> Continue. I'm, I apologize for dying in here. You're, feel free to go die somewhere else. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Thank man, you. Wait. Thank you. Don't stick a possum on me. That, the <laughs> possum, was looking for a little bit of love. Now, it could have been looking for, you know, business. Or it could have been a homebred possum and he was just trying to help me, help me, rescue me. That's why he kept coming at me. He wasn't squaring up on me. He was coming for help. And I just, I just let him go. I just scared him and off he went. I know. Now I feel bad. Now I don't. Now I don't. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> oh. I have no idea whether this is true or not, but I believe it that uh, people hit Netflix skip intro button 136 million times per day, which is equivalent to about 195 years in cumulative time saved. I don't know if that's true, but I like it because that is a good, fantastic feature. Skip intro. Now, I will say Amazon has the uh, skip intro and skip open, which I love when you're binging. Get you the skip intro, skip open. But if it's the new season, if you are watching, if you go to like if I'm watching it on one TV in the living room and it, I'm binging and I go to the new season, fine. It keeps going. Skip intro, skip open. We're going we're to continue on. But if I go to the other TV, Click into Amazon and go. Oh, it's a new, it's a new thing. I got to start again. You don't get to skip it. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's what I want to do is sit through it. Thank you. But I will say we've I when Netflix instituted that. I mean, we thanked them live on the air because it was awesome. That is a great thing, man. When you are in the middle of you know episodes of shows that are, you know, 10, 12, and you're six or seven deep, you don't have time. You don't have time for to get through the whole open and the whole thing. Let's just go. Let's keep them going. Let's go. That is awesome. Hulu has an issue with that. Hulu doesn't let you do that. 
they have to make you sit through all that agonizing. Anyway, like I said, I don't know if it's true or not, but I sure want to believe it. The answer, for those of you that are asking, is no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Hulu. Chewing the fat is Hulu, okay? No, I'm not going to institute a skip intro button, okay, to chewing the fat. I, you know, if it, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. If you think it's a you know, good idea, I'll bring it up at the next board meeting. You know, I found out something yesterday that I didn't realize that uh, I missed, and I'm very disappointed. And I want to apologize to you, the listener, that I didn't bring this to your attention. But Dairy Queen, although most of them have all closed around my area, which is very disappointing, uh, they brought back their free cone day, which was Monday of this week. What? I mean, after two years? So, I mean, I realized that we talked earlier, the pandemic is still ongoing, but not at Dairy Queen. Two years, it's over. Free Cone Day is back. But we missed it. So, dry your eyes. Plus, I got to tell you, the last time I went to the Dairy Queen Free Cone Day, they give you those little ones. I expected a bigger cone. Yeah, I know it's free. I know they want me to buy a bigger one, but the free cone one is way too small. And it's very disappointing. It's, it's bare, With gas prices, it's barely cost-effective to keep driving through the drive-thru to get another free cone. As I told the last time, just give me the big one. All right, just give me the big one. That way I don't have to keep coming around. <laughs> keep driving around the drive-thru for the free cone. <laughs> I don't know that they actually let you do that, though. It's probably like, no, you've already been here, sir. You're not getting another free one. Move on. Do not stop at the window, sir. Continue on. But, you know, it's worth a shot. Had I known that it was a free cone day, I would have said, hey, you know, find a Dairy Queen, get your free cone. And I would have also, you know, it's tough to do it now. But I would say, you know, drive through a Chick-fil-A or drive through a Wendy's or drive through a McDonald's and say, hey, it's free cone day. <laughs> yeah, I just want my free cone. We don't know what you're talking about, sir. It's free cone day at Dairy Queen. This is a Wendy's, sir. Well, <laughs> don't you guys match your competitors' prices? Huh? Come on now. Just give me a small Frosty and we'll call it even. It's worth a shot. That is worth a shot. So Nicholas Cage was giving an interview, and he told us pretty much what we already knew. Uh, he said that uh, he was doing all these uh, all these movies because of poor financial decisions in his life. Uh, several indulgent real estate purchases that he made before the real estate bubble burst in 2008. And by the way, we stayed at one of his homes in San Francisco that he purchased prior to the old 08 bubble. Beautiful home. Uh, in San Francisco when we were there. Uh, but it got him started uh, spiraling into debt. In addition to that debt, he was saddled with the costs of caring for his elderly mother. And when traditional film offers dried up, he found himself desperate to pay off his debts without filing for bankruptcy. His uh, way out of financial ruin was to take whatever he could get. So the phone stopped ringing, he said. It was like, what do you mean we're not doing National Treasure 3? It's been 14 years. Why not? Which I, I agree with that, actually. I'm with, I'm with Nick on that. Uh, I've got the first two were awesome. 
why not do a three? It just doesn't make any sense. Everything else is a hodgepodge of what's been done before in Hollywood. I mean, Netflix should at least, Netflix or Amazon should definitely put out a National Treasure 3. Uh, you're welcome, Nick, by the way. Uh, I said I've got all these creditors and the IRS and I'm spending 20000 mo- a month. 20000 a month to keep his mother out of a mental institution? Um, I don't want to be sound mean, but if mom needs to be in a mental institution and you're spending 20000 a month to keep her out of one, and you're paying the IRS, and you've got other creditors coming to your door, maybe it's time to send mom to to the bin, okay? Just a thought. I love you too, mom. I love you. But talk to you later. Here, put this jacket on. And just think of it as a hug from me, okay? Your arms are all wrapped around yourself. And uh, I love you, but uh, take care. So uh, he started his uh, string of uh, video-on-demand movies, which, uh, I mean, Nick did a bunch of them, man. And uh, so, I mean, he's telling us what we already knew. But now it's back on track. He's good to go now. He said that he was, he was doing them because he wasn't caring, but he was caring. That's what he said. He said, I was just doing it and not caring. I was caring. Okay. Now he claims all the debts have been paid off. His career has been on an upturn. I mean, he's got the uh, critically acclaimed role, which I have not seen this. And I I do want to see this pig. And uh, and And the one that's supposed to actually be really good, where I think he's playing himself, right, is the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's supposed to be really good, which comes out. Uh, that comes out next month. I think that's where he plays. All right, now we got to know. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I think that is Nick playing himself. Please hold. Your listenership is very important to us. Thanks for holding. Please hold. Your listenership is very important to us. We're looking up an answer we don't know. Oh, really? We're looking up the answer to a question we don't know. Wait. Just hold. Yeah, thanks for holding. Okay, so he plays a a cash-strapped Nicolas Cage... Appears to make a paid appearance at a billionaire's super fan's birthday party. Not anymore. That movie might have to get the axe. Because if the billionaire's birthday party, that's like one of those oligarchs. They don't have them anymore, my friend. You can't have an oligarch party anymore. The oligarchs were paying for all the big stars to do the performances on their yachts. No. Those are shut down, my friends. That's not happening. Anyway, okay, so the cash strapped IMDB for Nicolas Cage. The cash strapped Nicolas Cage agrees to make a paid appearance at a billionaire's superfan's birthday party, but is really an informant for the CIA since the billionaire fan is a drug kingpin and gets cast in a Tarantino movie. 
So it's all it's all involved, but he's playing himself, so it's supposed to be worth it. Anyway, back to uh, Nicolas Cage. Doesn't sound that good, actually. Maybe we stick with Pig. Maybe we stick. Let's find out what. You know what? Let me put him on hold to find out what Pig was about. Please hold. <laughs> Your listenership is very important to us. I mean it. It really is. But right now, i got to find out what Pig, the 2021 movie, is with Nicolas Cage. So just hold on. All right, thanks for holding. We appreciate it. No, we do, really. Okay, so the IMDb for Pig, uh, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, A truffle hunter who lives alone in in the Oregon wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she's kidnapped. I do remember seeing a trailer for this movie. Yes, because the pig gets kidnapped, and then he's got to go into into the city to find his pig. Does that sound riveting or what? Come on now. So it's taken, but with a pig. Right! And Nicolas Cage. I mean... Now, <laughs> how, how much would you pay? I know, me too. Wait for that. To, we're back to video on demand. Okay. But according to Nicholas now, he claims that uh, from here on out, I'm just going to focus on being extremely selective, as selective as I can be. I would like to make every movie as if it were my last. Let's all go watch Pig. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. You know, one of the things that really irritates me is when people come to me and talk to me about things that I've talked about on this show, and I think, do you not listen to the show? Do you not listen to Chewing the Fat? I mean, I, I, earlier today, I get, I, I get an employee here at Mercury Studios, Blazed Media. You know, if Netflix starts cracking down on the passwords for family members, I'm going to be pissed. And that's good. I'm going to cancel them. I've read the story, and they're, it's a pilot program, and they're starting... Okay, obviously, this person has not listened to the show. 
All right. I've already told you that their pilot program, which they're rolling out in Chile and a couple other South American countries, which they always do because every about six months they roll out a new pilot program to scare people off of sharing their passwords. They're never going to do it here in the United States. The people here in the United States would tell them to F off. We're too important to them, okay? But when India finally becomes the biggest Netflix country, then they're going to start attacking us. You can That pretty much will happen. But it's not going to happen for a while. All right. America is still the Netflix land. And they're not going to do anything to piss off all the families that have their kids or their kids or their parents stealing from their kids. Whichever one works, uh, they're not going to do that. Oh, we're able to tell the IP addresses and we'll know and we know if you're sharing your password and if it's not in the same household. And that's part of the Netflix contractual agreement that you agreed to. We got it. Thanks, Netflix. All right. I'm going to go ahead and let my kid in another city take my password. I pay you the full of I pay you way too much money for the product that you provide for me. I'll tell you that right now. Perhaps you start creating some more content for me. And then we'll talk. Okay? That was just me and another employee here at Mercury Studios. <laughs> I don't know that we still get along or not. I'm just... He didn't seem like he was... Was too happy with my answer. You shouldn't have talked to Glenn that way. Oh, I wish it was him. Oh my gosh, I wish it was him. I uh, well, that would have been fun, but it wasn't. Because I already know the answer. But I, if it's him, if it's Glenn Beck, I, don't you listen to the show? <laughs> I, mean, I already know the answer to that. That's a question I would not ask. I'm not an attorney, but I do know the rules. Although I would ask it on the air. Because I would expect the response, the the truthful response of, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't listen to your show. I don't have time to listen to your fatness or whatever it is that you call your show. That'd be his answer. So I, I may throw him that softball. But in real life, no, no, he doesn't listen. No way. He should. He has his people listen. I'll tell you that. His people are listening. And that's a fact. That, my friends, is a fact. A fat fact. Speaking of Netflix, I started watching uh, Bad Vegan on Netflix. And it's like a four-part docuseries. Bad Vegan, fame, fraud, fugitives. And uh, hey, it's okay. I got a little bored with it. I was about two and a half in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, gonna to move on now. I got Dexter to watch on Prime. Hooked on Dexter these days, man. Cannot get enough of some serial killers. But, uh, so, I, you know, I moved on to Dexter. But the thing about what Bad Vegan is, in the beginning, this is a, you know, a, a restaurateur, a New York restaurateur. She was on the cutting edge of vegan food in the very beginning. And, you know, the IMDb talks about, after marrying a mysterious man who claimed he could make her dog immortal, a celebrated vegan restaurateur finds her life veering off the rails. Well, okay. I mean, I'm in. I mean, I see a headline, bad vegan, fame, fraud, fugitives, I'm in. But then after, you know, two and a half episodes, I'm like, eh, 
I mean, let's go to a serial killer for a little bit. But in the beginning of her restaurant, she talks about how Alec Baldwin. I'm not even talking about the story. I know those are the rules. When I say his name, the gunshot goes off. But that's when I'm talking about the story, the Russ story. Not when I'm just bringing him up from another show. This was this was even before Rust. Because this was, uh, you know, a long time ago. So Alec <laughs> goes to the restaurant, and, he, and he's hot for her. I mean, he, Alec is ready to do a little bad, ve- bad, ve- bad vegan business. <laughs> and she's had a, she had a boyfriend at the time, so she doesn't want to hook up with Alec. And so uh, then when she breaks up with her boyfriend, she's thinking, oh, man. Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll hook up with him, and uh, he—that's where he met his wife now at the bad vegan restaurant. So she's out, right? But all I'm thinking about is Alec. <laughs> I'm thinking about is him because I've got there's a number of so I've got like four or five stories in the fat pile under the his name headlines. And it's awesome because he's trying to avoid all kinds of liability for the shooting. He does nothing. It wasn't me. I got nothing to do with it. Uh, You know, Helena died on the set, and uh, I got nothing to do with it. He's had the, uh, well, we'll just, we'll give you the headlines, shall we? Uh, Rust contract makes me untouchable. That's why you love him. That's why you love him. He's caring. And sure, I mean, you got to love him but first of all i gotta change the rules to the stupid the stupid whole alec baldwin if you haven't figured it out yet the rules are full name gets the gunshot first name gets the gun cocking those are the rules those are the rules we do for the show i mean it's just it's the way it is so anyway uh Baldwin's that was only the first name in the whole name good I was thinking that maybe that got the cogging too but it didn't lawyers filed the arbitration claim and they alleged his deal shields him from any financial responsibility in the connection with Hutch's death what's more the lawyers say Baldwin's legal fees must be covered by the production as well yeah I mean I think that's what they talked about first off when Alec was first talking about it i'm pretty sure he talked about that because that was his deal with insurance and everything for the set that's what he was that's what he was talking about now the family lawyer for hutchins said that's shameful really you know what else is shameful that the family is pissed about is that he wanted to complete the movie (laughs) i mean I, i don't know that i blame him for that i mean okay so the cinematographer dies by an accident from a gun that you were holding. You still got to make the movie, right? I I mean, I, I'm kind of with him on that. Let's go. Let's get this thing going. But it was a bad place all the way around, according to many of the people involved in the whole film of Rust and all the people around Alec 
So I don't know that, you know, they were all like, we're not doing this movie. The movie's over. What will be fun to see, and that'll be coming, Alec is going to have to make some money off of it somehow, right? So he's going to have to release the stuff that they already shot, right? It'll be the Helena Hutchins version of Rust. And then he'll reshoot it with, I don't know, someone who hopefully lives through the entire thing. And then... (laughs) It'll be their version. So you'll get the Helena Hutchins version and you'll get the new person version of Russ. Alec will make it all the way through. And so it's good news. All that from watching Bad Vegan. My gosh. I mean, Alec Baldwin is a nightmare. He's an elitist douche. But I like a lot of his work. Just leave it there. So I see where Elon went off to uh, Berlin and was, uh, you know, the big grand opening of the Gigafactory. So Tesla's got his uh, first manufacturing plant in Europe. Long delayed facility, by the way. They've been after him. He's already has three in the U.S. and one in China. Now, do we see what the SEC, not the Southeastern Conference, but the Security and Exchange Commission, uh, did they come up with their deadline? Because he sued over security. Uh, he was sued for securities fraud in 2018. So he signed a consent decree saying that lawyers would review some of his tweets ahead of time. He now claims that he was coerced into signing that decree and wants the rule thrown out. And the SEC had until like yesterday to decide, have they, did they actually do it or did they just postpone it? Oh, he was warned again. Oh, that's nice of him. Okay, so they warned him uh, to use caution. Use caution, Mr. Musk, in your tweets about Tesla. And they filed papers in Manhattan federal court that noted the Tesla CEO was bound by a 2018 agreement to get permission in advance if he wished to tweet certain posts. And they rejected what it calls Musk's sustain, substantive, meritless motion to quash a subpoena requesting records concerning his Twitter poll last November over whether to sell some of his tesla stock so elon's in berlin he's not commenting we'll see he just wants to be able he just doesn't like having to go through oh is it okay if i tweet this i don't really blame him i I saw a story yesterday that i thought was elon but it wasn't it was really it was about brain implants so i mean that's what elon's working on that's what he's in trouble he's in trouble there too he's saying that he's you know abusing the monkeys stop it that's what the monkeys are there for the monkeys are there for humans to use as test things for make life better for us right Peter? you and me we're seeing eye to eye on that are we so in a medical first they say this new brain implant allows patients suffering from locked in syndrome 
to communicate with family and doctors via thoughts, condition often uh, arising from neurodegenerative diseases, leaves fully conscious patients unable to move or speak. Some would say, what kind of life is that? Oh, no, honey. No, 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 no. No, honey. We need a we need a plug pulling sound. <laughs> There's got to be. This is 2022. There's got to be a plug pulling sound effect. Now, that's Pat's stupid thing. Turn it off. Don't steal. Don't steal from Pat Gray. He steals enough from me. Don't steal from him. But, uh, all right, hold. Don't put him on hold. Just, we're going to find a plug sound effect. Oh, that's. No, the first one. The first one is. The first one kind of sounded like a plug. I'm plugging. Go back to the first one. Anytime. Yeah. No. Oh. I guess there's not really a good. You don't really have a good unplugging sound from a plug. Now there are, you know, sound effects of when you pull things out of other things. That's not necessarily a plug. No, that's what I mean. It's not a plug. Hey, you want to take that two prong thing and pull it on out of me? <laughs> Does that have a grounding prong too? Oh yeah. Alright. No, I just wanna just give me something. Can I quote you on that? Yes, you can. Just give me something. Okay. So all I need really is something like a plug unplugging sound is what we're looking for. And that's all I need, really. That's all I need. So I'm going to go back to the story <laughs> of the brain implant. And then we'll we'll see if we can actually, you know, find a plug on plugging sound effect. So the completely locked in patient has <laughs> the, the brain implant now that he's able to type out words and short sentences to his family including like what he would like to eat after being implanted with a device that enables you to control a keyboard with your mind i mean that's kind of freaking cool i i know you know i know that uh what you're thinking about we could, now we're gonna have to go back to finding the you know the plug on plugging sound effect so long farewell all right to go and leave this pretty side. <laughs> that is not an unplugging sound, okay? You may play that after the unplugging sound. And now we're not now it's not that's not even funny at all. I mean, these people these doctors are working uh, out of their minds to get these patients able to type and communicate. And you're talking about, you know, Pulling the block. So long, farewell, I'll be 
Peter's saying goodnight. All right, seriously. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. I'd like to say I'm sorry. I'd like to say that. I've got one more we could do. What is that? That's just mean. You have the gunshot and the song from. So long. Yeah, no, no. I couldn't think of the stupid movie. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Yeah, sound of music. I couldn't think. Yeah, and then we have the gunshot. But. That's just. That's just mean. I can't stop thinking about the locked-in syndrome people. It does not sound like a good thing. I mean, they're talking about these the the findings published in Nature Communications. Okay, overturn previous assumptions about the communicative skills, commutative skills of people who have lost all voluntary muscle control including movement of the eyes or mouth, as well as giving a unique insight into what it's like to be in a locked-in state. <sighs> also known as pseudocoma. I mean, we've seen the movies. We've seen the movies. You don't want, you don't want none of the pseudocoma. It's a rare condition where people are conscious and can see hear and smell but are unable to move or speak due to complete paralysis of their voluntary muscles as a result of the progressive neurodegenerative disease ALS I'm not going to pronounce those a more tropic amorphophallus lateral sclerosis that actually works ALS <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it being locked. I mean, that sounds horrible. And so we're we're using, this is what I get out of the story, all right? We're using these people, like Elon's using the monkeys for his implants, only we're using humans to see if it could work. I don't know, you know, are you letting, if they come to you and say, yeah, uh, Uncle Billy has got locked-in syndrome. We could put a few implants in them and see if we can get them to talk to us and figure it out, see what works, what doesn't. Or we can just, you know, pull the plug. Are you letting them do the implant thing? Are you letting them pull the Elon monkeys as the test subjects? I think I am. I think Billy thanks me in the end. You know, if it works. If it works. If it doesn't work. Could be an issue. Billy may come back. <laughs> but he can't come back because he's got locked in syndrome. So, ah, go ahead. So long, farewell. I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate That's... to go and leave this pretty sight. It's just mean. It's just mean.
and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.